For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Hey, uh, Bob, you hear any noise outside? Is there a demonstration going on out there? Some kind? Uh, I, I don't somebody, see it. But... Somebody mowing the lawn across the street. Well, I, I want you to be careful because word got out. I think it's the PETA people, the animal rescue people. Right. And some word got out that we're going to beat a dead horse today. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 look, look, stand down because we, we, preach, preach Please preaching to the choir yeah. if you want. It's humid. Yeah, with the dead horse, the, the grip. You see, I... Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about grip today. No. So we're not going to beat the dead horse. So what I'm going to have to do is deal with the hats. So I thought I will put the grip hat aside, and I just reach into my bag and what do I have here? I have a, a hat. This one says. Oh, this one says USA. 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 Uh-oh, you got to watch that because that, Whoa. according to this, these, uh, these, these fascists in Portland, uh, USA is a symbol of what oppression, aggression. Well, USA. Equal, I, I don't want to get beaten up. Equal pay. Okay, so let's see. What what else? Oh, who who could What's be? That? Who oh, could be? Oh, you got a whole bag of. Yeah, who could be angry with Ranger Rick? <laughs> oh, there, there are people. He's oppressing somebody. <laughs> Who's not oppressing anybody? I, okay. Oh, you're not done. You got a whole week's no, worth. No, I'm going to quit here. I'm going to put on. How about a Porsche hat? Oh, okay. No, that that would be a symbol. Are of they sponsoring what conspicuous, us? Huh? Oh, we should get them as a sponsor. You're wearing a hat. <laughs> I, I, I thought really the uh, the business of the Portland. You saw that story, didn't you? There, there was in Portland, Oregon. These what called it anti-fascist fascists. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a man, an elderly man. Elderly man was wearing a hat that had USA on it, had the American flag on it, mm-hmm. and he was beaten almost to death uh, by the claim that these masked. Uh, uh, fascists who are out the uh, with the thugs from the loony left that they were uh, that this the American flag was a symbol of uh, fascism, fascism I think was the word that they used now also a reporter tried to break up the fight and he got beaten up he was put in the hospital too interestingly in this the police who were there were ordered presumably by the mayor so the story goes they were ordered to not intervene. And uh, this sort of thing is happening right now. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I'm trying to illustrate Stand the point. Stand down type thing. Be very, very careful Oof. now because these people feel that they can try to kill you with impunity because the and political structure will support them. And they're entitled to do that. Because they're advancing the agenda. Oof. Okay, having Terrible. done that, and uh, yeah, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm down to one portion now. Times are hard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my boxer was destroyed by mice. That's right. And, yes, and I, I mentioned that was the that, silver one, right? The silver, uh, and I mentioned that to people, and they'll say, "Oh, everybody knows somebody whose car was destroyed by squirrels, or mice." Mm. 
But anyway, they got into the uh, the wiring cables, mm. and nobody right. could ever fix Can't it. Fix it. So right. there it was. Hmm. It just sits out in the front yard as a symbol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't done anything with it? Oh yes, I did. I, I actually I sold it. I sold it to a uh, an engineer who specialized in German cars, and he couldn't fix it. It drives beautifully. It's wonderful. All of a sudden, everything will go out. Hmm. And then you have to turn it off, turn it back on again. But it was anyway. Now, do you still have your Miatas? Oh, I drove the Miata today. Okay. Oh, yeah. the, I've got to give two, you. A, you have two of them? Or no, no, just one Miata. Well, you said times are hard. <laughs> the the Miata. The uh, this morning when I uncovered, it, I have to keep it covered. Uh, there was a dog pile on top okay. of it. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Gibson, who is the male brother to Manfred. He climbed. He likes to climb. It's like a hill. He climbs up on the Miata and does his scatological functions. <laughs> I don't know why, but but anyway, I got it all cleaned <laughs> off. But don't 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 rub the top of it today. What's that? Uh, what's uh, things going on? Now, why don't you lead? Uh, what is going on? We're going to talk about life in the Great Garden State of New Jersey, and for people who might be seeing this, uh, please, we would. Uh, count on you, we depend on you to come up with questions, ideas, and comments. And uh, let's see, uh, this is, okay, we've got some people, uh, this, oh, Lisa, Lisa says, love hearing you again. I've been listening since 1992, back when Roberta was on. Uh, glad you're both doing well. Yes, Roberta, uh, so far as I know, Lisa is doing very well. She moved to Arizona, uh, Arizona or New husband, Mexico, yeah. down one of the states yeah. there. And here is Seth. He said, I miss you guys in the morning. For people who are not familiar with that, Bob and I were part of the morning show here for 26 years. Well, Bob still is. 30 years next year? 30 years on March 1st, this, the radio station will be this on format the air. format yeah. has been on the air. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I, I would defer to you now. That uh, what, what's, well, the, what's going on? The that, one thing that, that came you? right to the top of my awareness this morning was uh, Eric did a story about uh, Governor Murphy playing around with the budget because he's angry because the millionaire's tax did not pass, mm -hmm. and he is uh, freezing some funding for a couple of road projects, one of which is pretty important, involving the Route 206 bypass up in Hillsborough, Somerset County. Now, for those of us that are very familiar with that, you drive through there and they're trying to build a bypass road around the downtown area so that they can create a downtown Hillsborough. This funding is not going to affect that per project directly, but it's going to affect a uh, connecting project called the Brown Avenue Extension, which is going to really just ease up a lot of local traffic in that area to make the bypass even more effective. And your feeling, I guess there is some feeling that this is being done for political purposes? It certainly seems like that. Well, Kip Bateman, one of the representatives, he came out with a statement the other day and said, don't, don't play around with public safety because... And, and and he's right because it's 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 very much a public safety well, issue in that Somerset County area. That traffic area, Jim, is choked with trucks north and southbound all times of the day or night. Um, the current construction zone is very very hazardous and very very treacherous to get through. Um, they need to get that done. That is years past having uh, should that should have, have been completed. Have you noticed that like Ruby Begonia, this ring a bell? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, remember when the uh, the the, uh, the lanes to the bridge were closed in Fort Lee? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. For what turned out to be allegedly political purposes, mm -hmm. but it's to teach a lesson 
Right. In that case, it was to the mayor for not supporting the re-election of the governor. In your case, this is sort of a uh, getting back a dig in your yeah. view. Right. Well, this this uh, hits me because I drive through that at, stinking at road every didn't, day. Didn't knuckle under his policy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. you're talking about protecting the uh, the public. This is uh, the I don't want to call it a rooster fight because I think it's more serious than that. Uh, the governor coming down on these two sheriffs in South Jersey for making a deal with ICE to turn over people in the country illegally who had been accused by ICE of crimes. Yes. Well, now, the governor had issued a directive earlier saying that they can't do that. You have to go through a long, almost impossible judicial process to fetch a criminal out of the, uh, out of the system. Right. And you can't turn them over to ICE or to, to ICE. Now, you will remember there was a case in which, under this ruling, a person, a... Uh, a person who had been accused of criminal activity was released in New Jersey because they couldn't hold him because of the directive, went out to the Midwest and killed three people. Yes. So you can say that there is a relationship to public safety. So here you see public safety and sort of the, uh, the demeaning of law enforcement and these two sheriffs who are trying to uphold federal laws, what they're doing and protect people. And the governor is trying to, uh, what, uh, undercut their credibility and their jobs even because they're being threatened. Uh, and the purpose, as best I can see, is only to protect the increased, uh, what, voting uh, block of Democratic voters because that's part of this whole game. They're assuming that everybody in the country illegally, when it gets to the point that they either give them the right to vote now or they might at some point become citizens of vote, they're going to vote Democratic. So this is all playing into the game. So here we get, you're jeopardizing public safety. You are raising havoc with the economy uh, simply to hopefully get votes in the future. Now, if that ain't, uh, if that ain't political, it's, it's part of the, 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 the plan to Californianize the state of New Jersey. And uh, I got a, a piece, there was a piece, very good piece written uh, by our reporter... Can you read that? Because I want to give him credit. That's Sergio. Oh, Sergio, Sergio Okay, Sergio wrote very good stuff. He wrote a very good piece on that, and I would recommend it on nj1015.com. But it is, uh, and the governor was, was really speaking in a very demeaning fashion to these sheriffs who were simply trying to do their job. And he says, if you can't trust law enforcement officers to give you a straight answer, how can you help build that trust? that we need to promote public safety. Well, that trust is this legend, I think, that if you go easy on illegal immigration, then the community of illegal will be more, what, free and open to talk to law enforcement, therefore it helps you. Right, right. Uh, I don't think the law enforcement people quite buy that, but then that they are not all following the progressive line. All right, that's one thing uh, we could maybe come to and get back to. Uh, other, oh, oh, okay. Seth, hey, Seth. That's, Seth's name is familiar. Do I know? No, I don't. I don't think I know. I was one of the lucky ones who escaped New Jersey. I own a home in Florida now. I never would have been able to own a home in New Jersey. Okay, all right. Here we go, Jim. We used to talk. Boy, déjà vu all over again. <laughs> okay, Seth. Good to hear from you. It'd be good to see you. Seth. Seth. Seth, uh, Seth is a nurse. Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, he said, and Tony. Uh, they're also playing with citizen safety with Sanctuary State in New Jersey. Uh, the uh, sheriff has called for the arrest of the, oh, the state attorney general. 
That I hadn't followed. Good, good. I, I know that the uh, yeah. So what? Yeah. What? How do you feel about uh, Graywall with all of these uh, situations? What's that? Uh, the Attorney General. Do you think he's uh, oh, oh, in Grewal. play here? Well, well, he 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 works for the governor. Right. I mean, this is part of the man's job. He has to uphold that. I don't know. Is what he following he the governor's um, oh, yes, uh, rules, yes. or is he trying yes, to step out on his own? Yes, and also the person who is uh, responsible for uh, criminal justice. I have a oh here uh, Veronica Allende, criminal justice director. And they are the ones who are leaning on the uh, uh, on the sheriffs. I hope the sheriffs hold their ground. I can understand if if they don't, because you're playing with a very powerful thing. And these people, and they know that the people in power know that that the people who are in any kind of opposition to them, they got families, they got mortgages to pay. Of course, <laughs> you, you know they, they got children in college, the whole thing. You need the job, yeah. and and it's great retirement. So they would be tempted. I hope there's enough of a public outcry. There was a great outcry by uh, some uh, representatives, and uh, I was looking for a, a uh, head here, somehow a, a some statements here. Yeah, here is the. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Here's what I wanted to say: the uh, Republican uh, county sheriff in Sussex, uh, Sheriff Mike Strada, is pushing a November ballot, asking county voters to decide whether the sheriff should ignore the state's immigration directives. And now, I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, how, how do you beat that to prove your point, that the people want to be feel that they're safe We, from we this? need more public ballot questions. But however, the attorney general has questioned the legality of the ballot measure, so they'll try to stop that before it starts. Are. I think that that's going to go on for a while, so we'll kind of rest that yeah. a little bit. Uh, the uh, um, oh, 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 is, is, is Tony, uh, is he running for the, uh, he, he is running. Okay, well, he is a uh, candidate, I, I guess, well, related to this subject. Uh, okay, this is the story calling for the arrest of the state attorney general. Well, not, we'll get into that, really, yeah. Uh, that, that's another matter for another day. Um, what else going on here? There's so, so many things. Oh, the notorious racist Betsy Ross, oh, who made yeah. the flag. What a mean person uh, she was. That's interesting. What a and there horrible is, human being. I Betsy think there's a larger perspective to this that I would like Put her to. Right. Hang her high along with uh, Kate Smith, right? Well, yeah. Our, our, I don't know if there's any statues. We don't have Betsy Ross. Take down the Betsy Ross statue. No uh, National Hockey League team has Betsy Ross making a no, flag before no. the game, I guess. But here was Betsy Ross, uh, who very clearly was not a political person. She was a seamstress. She was a lady who made her living sewing things and, I guess, darning people's socks and the like. And uh, all of a sudden now, she comes into view because Nike had decided that they were going to come out with the sneakers, ladies' sneakers, that had the 13-star American flag symbol on it, mm -hmm. and some mention of Betsy Ross. Well, immediately, this self-appointed, uh, what, uh, I guess, grand marshal or something of, of the revenge Of, of anti-racism, right. Uh, he has come out now, to, he, he uh, somehow stopped Nike from making it. How Nike backed down, I don't know. But here's the point. He said that the American flag... Betsy Ross made the flag. This is why she's a racist, who probably never had a racist thought in her head. But she is a racist, and the American flag is racist because slavery was in effect at the time she made the flag. Ergo, 
in his view, everything, everyone who was part of the American culture Back at then. that time is a racist part and, and guilty. Part, part and parcel. Now, how they square that with the fact that something like 600,000 white American soldiers died or were seriously maimed in the Civil War fighting slavery. Nobody notices yeah. that. They don't mention they, that. They don't mention that. But, see, I think what he did, and I think he is going to uh, get in serious trouble with the loony left, the far left, because he has disclosed a future page from their playbook. Oh. They hadn't gotten to that point yet. Getting us a sneak where, peek where, of what's well, to come. Well, we see, the point right now, they're satisfied with destabilizing the government in every way, with, with the population, the immigration, uh, economics, and the like, in hopes that they can sort of bring it to its knees and then take over. But then part of that is is to deprive. Best way to destroy a culture or a people is to take away their, their past, their mythology, the, the language. The amalgam, the glue that holds this culture together, is to take it away. The history. And then you erase the history, and what you have left is a bunch of uh, people in an anomic society. You take away the values, of course, they come with this. Any mythology, any history, any belief, any loyalties. And any previous frame of reference, good or well, bad. Well, it, it, it reduces you to a person who doesn't know who you are, yeah. really except what the government comes along in their view and is going to tell you yeah. what you are, which is somehow some lackey to serve them. But uh, I think he gave this away, this part of the elimination of history. Now, we see it with the statues and uh, the like. Uh, what is it? General Lee's horse was racist, and they were going to try to have it taken out of the Smithsonian Institute where it's mounted stuff, traveler, the horse. So it, it, it's ridiculous. In New Jersey, I think in New Jersey, the only instance we had of that was the, uh, who was the signer of the Declaration of Independence? They had the statue of Stockton. Stockton. Right. Yeah, they were going to take down a, a statue of Stockton. Or else put kind of, kind of a cozy over it <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so nobody could see it. But uh, the, uh, everything is a symbol of, of, of this in, in order it's so easy to mislead people and to mobilize people into a belief that is deadly, really. Yes. And these people are pushing, uh, we have a racial cold war going on right now, I think. And it's cold, as long as it stays cold, because they're very good people on either side of this. And they're two uh, of views that I think could very easily be worked out. But again, they have to keep the, the joining forces with the race hustlers. Of course. You know, the Sharptons and the like in order to keep the uh, keep the, the troops fired up. Uh, I don't see any good coming of this, but again, I think this is part of the, the whole movement there, the, the progressive movement, to uh, tear down what is there, the structure of it. There was a proverb, an African proverb, I'm told. Uh, it was the title of a book written back in the 50s, and it was called Something of Value. And it said it was based, the author said it was based on an African proverb that says, never destroy anything unless you have something of value to replace it. Yes. They're bent on destruction, not the replacement of it. So much more could be said about that, but I think everybody understands. I uh, read an article the other day uh, uh, regarding the uh, former owner of the Black Entertainment Network, BET. Oh. Um, he started the business back in 1980, and he sold it uh, in the early 2000s. 
he sold it for like I think well over a billion or two billion dollars. So uh -huh. he made a huge, mo a huge money on the sale of that, and he became the first African American billionaire. Well, he oh, he was interviewed this past week, right. and he was complimenting the president on all of his uh, measures to help uh, African Americans with uh, unemployment rates being low. But where's where's all the press on that, Jim? Well, I mean, we, I, we get I, all of this I, negative stuff about Betsy Ross and Kaepernick yeah. and all that. Well, what we're in, I where's think, the where's the good news out there? Well, what I think we're in is what the former or current. Uh, founder or president of Starbucks said, remember when he was talking about running as an independent for, for presidency? Yes. Oh, and, and didn't, he, didn't and he come back in or something? I have I no idea where he is. I was hoping in. he would because he said that he was, he's a liberal. He, yeah. he's, a, he's a progressive. But he said he was tired of the politics of, of revenge. Yeah. That's exactly what we got here. Now, to some extent, you can understand that, that people are still smarting groups of people. Uh, for example, your African-American, your black people who still had to sit at the back of the economic bus for, for yeah, up until the present era. And so naturally, there's going to be a little bit of resentment for that. The people who belong to the, what would you call it, the sexual revolution, mm -hmm. the long right. string of letters that keep added to, so I can't keep up with it. I think that these are people who in the past have felt that they were bullied, I guess one way to put it, by the culture, uh, even mortally, sometimes. Uh, and now all of a sudden they find themselves in the, in the catbird seat, they're pretty much in control or free to do what they want. And there's got to be some kind of a revenge motive there. It's like Ralphie in the Christmas story hmm. when he finally gets a chance to, to, to work on the bully. So uh, you got a couple of revolutions going here right now. You got a new civil war, uh, and the basic uh, what left progressive revolution attempt to overthrow the government. There's no doubt about that. I don't think they are prepared to come in with arms and do it. They're not. So this is a subtle way, and it's maybe a more effective way. It's certainly a relatively bloodless way, is to simply destroy the current regime from within rather than have to lose your own people fighting it head-on and go to that. Uh, you get what is, in some instances, I think, a racial cold war, an ideological cold war, heaven knows. Uh, but I have to wonder how far this can push. And I saw a story, you may have seen this, who was it? There was a, a, a country music legendary group uh, whose leader yesterday or the day before had been very upset because they had banned at one of his concert venues they had banned a some symbol of the south i don't know i don't think it was a confederate flag Do, does that ring of any kind of a uh, bell with so you i'm not i'm not remembering the, dan does that ring a bell i can't think of the name of the performer a uh, very big country uh, group head okay so at one of the venues for a concert. He had gotten very upset because they would not allow, I think it was a song that had something to do with the South or the Confederacy or the Confederate flag. Hmm. I'll think of it later, but it may be this afternoon when we're long gone. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that he said, and I thought this was rather remarkable, he, he, he said that uh, like he just discovered this. He said, this political correct stuff 
Okay, there we go. Is that the story? Confederate Railroad? Is Confederate that Railroad. Thanks, Lou. Issue statement after fair drops them over the name. Okay, there you go. Oh, at the southern, is that the but, Southern but, Illinois Fair? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, and there DeCoin. You, see, you guys know everything. That's where, everything. That's where my wife went to for her doctorate degree. My son is getting his master's degree from uh, Southern Illinois. SIU? Yeah. Carbondale? The Salukis. Oh, yeah, that's, my son that's is it. A, my yeah. son is in the Navy. He's getting in the Navy, and he's just about to get his master's. Oh, goodness, yeah. In uh, what, hospital Small management. world. Yeah. But anyway, the, the thing is that he, the, uh, the leader of the group, like, he was startled. He said, I guess this political correct stuff has gone too far. I have known that for years. <laughs> we have. But maybe... Maybe all of a sudden there's a light bulb going off over people. Um, let's see. I think the question I was asked that Lewis put up here: if people agree a racial cold war is happening. Okay, John says yes, I believe it's happening, and Seth says yes, and uh, Mark says yes. I it depends on how you define a cold war, uh, but I think it is. It's, it's certainly a power struggle here, and I think revenge is a motive which somewhat people can understand but it, it is not productive yes, yeah. because what happens is if you start pushing this far enough you are I guess this is why I brought up the country uh, uh, group and, and the Confederate yes. Railroad if you push people far enough eventually they're going to be like Ralphie and, and fight back mm -hmm. and this is not good so somehow there has to be some detente in this thing, and you've got all of these political campaigners running out, stirring it up. You get uh, Senator Far or Spartacus right. from New Jersey. His whole campaign is subtly based on this sort of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, what are we going from here? Did you catch any of the uh, Fourth of July uh, celebration no. last week? No, <laughs> at a very. Uh, okay. I painted my cellars. What I was doing okay. on the Fourth of July. I had a hot dog, okay. which I normally don't eat any processed foods at all. Shun them like the plague, but nobody can get through the fourth without a hot dog. I watched uh, one of the things I watch every year, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest oh, with yeah. Joey Chestnut. Love that. Love that guy. <laughs> he, came, he came to the station a couple of years ago. He was, oh, really? uh, he was in a uh, pork roll eating contest at the Trenton Thunder. A couple of years a ago, and uh, pork roll sandwich <laughs> eating. Uh, Bill was in uh, was one of the competitors. Bill didn't make it make it anywhere near the final. Well, good for I, Bill. I think he had like four. He loved pork roll until that point. He says he can't look at another pork roll sandwich for the rest of his life. One time we had a pork roll, uh, or was it, or, or were they mini hamburgers or something? They used oh, to bring the, oh, those the white, in. White the white oh, castles. I still do. Yeah. Bob would bring those in huge containers of them in the morning. The crave cases. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, and I don't remember it was Alan Casper, the legendary weatherman. He Who put else was there? Eric Scott was there. Yep. You were there. Jill was there. Yeah. Alan would take at least eight or ten. I was going to say uh, he'd uh, have them for lunch. There had to be at least a New Jersey Guinness Book record. <laughs> <that> Alan <laughs> yeah. could put down. So they should trot him out for that. <laughs> uh, I want to do, how, how's the time running here? I think uh, we got about another five, ten minutes. Okay, I got something I want to do. It's, it's completely off this. There was a story this morning, I think people here would, uh, would remember, it was on our website uh, news, that there was a pit bull attack. Two pit bulls attacked a dog and a person walking the dog in Barnegat, I believe it was. And you see this all the time. So naturally there's an outcry about pit bulls. Dan, you're aware of that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... and what happened was that the owner of the dog, the dog was killed, the dog was being walked, the victim dog was killed, 
and the people, the owner, and the couple of people who got out of their cars and saw it and tried to separate them yeah. were injured in this too. And I understand that because I was in the emergency room twice getting my hands sewed up and trying to break up a fight involving a pit bull recently. But uh, I, it, I have something of a, a connection with that that I wanted to mention. I can't solve the problem, but I, I guess the pit bull attacks from a former owner's perspective. I had a pit bull, Holly, that we adopted. The sweetest dog that I've ever had. Now, Holly would uh, probably weigh about 80 pounds, constantly wagging her tail and licking. She was excellent, great. Holly grew up uh, in very good circumstances, and she grew up contemporaneously with Mia, who is our female Doberman, right. who is the mother of, of Manfred and, and uh, Gibson and the yeah. pups. And they got along. I have a picture of them snuggling up together, sleeping. And this is the way it had been until one day. Don't know what sparked it, but the two got into a fight. And this was a terrifying thing. You got a Doberman and a pit bull. Pit bull was winning because he got the doe by the throat. Uh, oh, and, God, you must have been. And it was a, it was a, a frightening, a frightening sight. And I stuck my hand in there to try to get it somehow That's apart and ended up almost yes, losing a finger. My finger, my left index finger still is numb. You know, it's that like was like a year, year ago. Right? No, it was a few no. months ago. Oh, a couple months ago, right? And then, okay, so I thought that's a one-time shot. So we left them together. A couple of days later, and I don't know who starts this or what, they jumped themselves again. I tried to pull it apart. Horrible thing. It was running all over the house, trying to do things. I tried throwing cold water on them. I tried using pepper spray. Nothing worked. Finally, somehow or other, I got him apart, but I also almost lost a thumb in that mm -hmm. one. So, but anyway, this happened the third time, and finally we had to, unfortunately, find another home for Holly, who I'm sure would be great and beautiful and sweet again, not in any contact with another dog. Because somehow in her brain, something triggered something out of the past, no doubt, something genetic. Yeah. And this sweet, lovable dog, had gentle dog turned in it was a killer instantly mm. and I know she tried to kill because she almost killed uh, Mia the, the Doberman deep puncture marks in the neck and it took a lot to, to get her healed she wanted to kill so I don't know and, and the argument is that people will all make the argument the pit bull owners which I always made too that these are sweet gentle dogs the problem is the owner now we're I'm good owner you are. I mean, I've uh, learned a lot. I mean, you've uh, really dispelled so a lot of the stereotypes. You cannot say that we did dogs. anything to trigger this. It was something that came inside. Once it was released, though, okay. like the Pandora's box thing, it stayed. The desire to kill, and I couldn't have that because what is next? Dogs, uh, if she does it, what if she gets out and a child? So you can kind of see this, but, but I guess my point, my question is, with all the sympathy in the world and affection for the breed and for people who own them, there is a, a time bomb in there. I don't know if that's an original thought of mine or not, but there's somewhere back in the genetics or the gene, there's somewhere, something back there somewhere that says this is a killer. And I, Holly, Holly had in the past, she had killed two groundhogs and I, before I could stop her, she chased, and I happened to see this. But again, if you ever saw, uh, we hear about these attacks, if you ever saw one, it's terrifying. 
It is scary. I would never probably be comfortable around her again That's because amazing. wondering when what triggers the red zone. I don't know. We had a case. Now this was quite interesting too, of a lady in South Jersey who was killed by a Doberman she adopted. And the Doberman, again, had the great background. It was adopted from one of the more reputable agencies. And they got along fine with the lady because Dobermans are extremely smart and they're very good pets. But she was decided she was going to clip its nails. And she picked up a foot. The dog went into the red zone and oh, it ended God. up killing her. I don't know what triggers this, but I guess caution. Be very careful because there's something down in there. Do you live with that sort of concern with your current dogs? With the current dogs, no, because again, we have three Dobermans, and I think the trick, we were always aware of it. You're always aware because you're dealing with essentially a wild animal back there in the, that part of the brain, fear, aggression, territoriality. So these dogs are being very, very strictly trained. And so I think if you do not spend a lot of time training them, you could have a, a very dangerous thing on your hand and just consider the liability of nothing else. I don't know if this makes any sense. I just wanted to get it off my, well, you, my chest you, you because would, I love the dog. You, your, your opinion is va valued. Yeah, how, long so, have you, how long have you been raising these okay, dogs? Okay, his Margaret says, I always rescue and the dogs were always great with my grandchildren. Yes, and Margaret says you're wrong about pit bulls. Yes, Margaret, I thought I was wrong about them too. I agree with you. Uh, and they're great with grandchildren. They're great with children. As a matter of fact, the uh, Staffordshire Terrier, which is the basic breed from which the pit bulls were sort of mutated and grew, is known in England as a nanny dog. People have them, and they'll leave their children with them to watch them. They are great. But I, having seen Holly, this beautiful, lovely dog, turn into a killing machine, I would never be comfortable. I would never let her around a child again. As a matter of fact, I would not let any of my dogs around grandchildren or children. That, that's asking for trouble. That really is asking for trouble. Which again, you see, here's the problem with this. Having done this for so many years, everything leads to something else. Taro, the death row dog, remember right. Taro? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. This was an Akita. Belonged to a man named Lonnie Lair up in North Jersey. Uh, the dog was put on death row, declared a, a dangerous dog because it had allegedly attacked a toddler, I think, niece or nephew of the owner. And the dog was about to be put to death. The upshot of it is that uh, Mike Lavelle, my partner and I, and uh, Vince Ordini and Eric Scott, we were trying to, to hound Governor Whitman until she would commute the dog's sentence, which she eventually did, as long as they took it out of the state. But it turned out the real reason what happened was the dog did not bite the child, he clawed the child. And as it turned out, what had happened was the dog was being fed and the child crawled up and reached and put its head mm -hmm. in the dog bowl, dog and the dog did what it would have done to right. another dog. Child did now, now the, Children and human skin is very thin. Dogs is very tough. So a dog can reach around and snap at another dog in the head to say, get out of my bowl. But you try that with a kid, the same instinct is a very serious injury. Yeah. This is rambling on. I'm sorry. It's I do good. understand. Margaret, uh, Margaret, I wish, I wish, I wish, because this was one lovely dog. Yeah. But I just want people to know you had better start watching and being careful and pre-training. Pre like we had to train our three Dobermans and it can be done to not bark unless we tell them to. Uh, they will not bark. Confronted with any kind of dogs or anything, they'll patrol, they'll, they'll defense, they'll be alert, enormously alert. But you can have a barking machines, which we have living across the street, 
going in full blast, they will pay no attention. We take them for walks. Dogs will bark at them. They will not even look. It took a lot of training. Right. So I think people remember, I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this as anybody, always was, but unless you are willing to give a dog some training, a big dog, don't get one. Right. Get, get something else that's, that's and You're very dedicated uh, with, with uh, Manfred, yeah. Gibson. You're doing yeah. a great job Beautiful with Beautiful dogs. But, but I understand. I, I see where you're coming from and from your experiences. So it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I, I, I guess there are a lot of things we, we, we missed. Don't think that I am uh, advocating banning of pit bulls, which is done in some communities in some states even, or certain classes of dogs, which would be Rottweilers, German Shepherds, they're a band chihuahuas. They're, they're veterinarians will tell you they're the most vicious dogs <laughs> they ever have to deal with. And Jack Russell's, right? Oh, oh my God, don't, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Slowly I turn, step by step. Oh, that's a trigger. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Someday I will invent a time machine simply to go back to England in the last century and meet the Reverend John Russell who developed that abomination. I will do him in before he touches a dog. <laughs> hey, have yourself a great week. Yeah. And listen, we would appreciate uh, your input, as we always do, of things that you... New Jersey matters that, as you can see, we get started, I especially get carried away. <laughs> uh, but uh, let us know. Uh, we'd be very delighted to research, talk about things that would interest you. And thank you very, very much for the yeah. pleasure of your company. Enjoy your week. Okay. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.